0: Us podcast, we're in the middle of the May and it's been a long time since we've joined you on this podcast, but uh, I am joined in Suva, Fiji by the one and only Scott Razor Robertson, Razor Ray, coach of the Crusaders, 11-0. Talk me through that start to the season. I'd like to start as
1: planned, um, yeah, but the 11 if you look at every game in context, uh, it's been off the back of a lot of... Uh, I suppose, with injuries coming from behind uh, we, we, we didn't have a lot of rhythm in, 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 our, in our game really uh, for a number of reasons but we found a way, way and obviously got us quite tight and then we got, a, got in a good role and um, the results, the draw the way how it's worked out getting away through a couple of local uh, derbies and then obviously probably f- um, coming to um, you know, one of our best performances of the year, which was against the Hurricanes at home. So, uh, all in context, it's been it's been great to now. But, like I said, everyone
0: ever remembers the last game you played, no, not the first eleven. So that's what we're building to. Let's go back before the season even started and you'd had a great playing career, which most people are aware of. You parlayed into coaching, first at Sumner and Club Rugby in Christchurch and then into Canterbury, where you uh, enjoyed some title success there. New Zealand under-20s as well, uh, winning a world championship. And then the Crusaders job came along, a team that you'd had a great history with. Were there nerves for you taking on a job of this magnitude uh, in a career that is still, by world coaching standards, very youthful and young? <laughs> I suppose 42 is a few for long, young. As long as my wife says that as well,
1: I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> but for me, uh, look, when, when I um, took my interview, I, I said to the board and uh, the, the, sorry, the, the, the panel, uh, interview panel, you know me so you go and ask the players if I'm the right person uh, and if the players want me great if they don't I'm not because I, you know, look I played um, I played for them uh, look I've coached next door you know for Canterbury for a long period of time
0: uh, I've got a personal relationship with all of them so. so so you technically put the players in charge of your appointment <laughs> Well I asked
1: them it was more indicative to see if, if they wanted me you know look I think And the panel knew what I could bring. You know, obviously I'm fortunate to have a bit of success uh, as a coach and building teams. But then it was that next step up and uh, to get the trust in the players um, was really important. And that was my way of saying to them and asking them because they know Mm -hmm. um, there's no secrets here. And and, um, that gave me a lot of confidence coming into my first year because it... uh, basically said to me, get the plaza at the Ren and then it was about me getting my coaching staff
0: and uh, my management group All right. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that uh, before we talk about your own personal coaching philosophies because so many young coaches would look around and find a, a true veteran of the coaching world to come and help them out, and we've seen that through other franchises. You didn't. You picked Jace Ryan. You picked Leo McDonald. You picked Brad Moore. It's got to be one of the youngest coaching groups in Super Rugby, if not the youngest coaching group. Why was it important to you to take on those guys and what were the qualities that you saw in them that they could add to this uh, to this team?
1: Look, I'll start with the coaching group and then I'll go into the management group because I think it's really important. Uh, uh, th- the whole uh, the whole group's really important. Uh, officially, I'd coach with Leon, and he's world class. So even as as young of age, but old and wisdom, and his delivery's incredible. Uh, I had a lot of success with him. Obviously, he's in New Zealand the twenties, and uh, he's a good mate and I uh, trust him. Uh, and Jason Ryan, uh, other than being a quality human um, or K nine, he um, so I shouldn't say that, but he's a um, he's bloody good got his job, and worked really, really hard, and got uh, amazing trust and um, a connection with the players. Yeah. Um, he's got a good mentor with Mike Cron, uh, um, and he was ready. Uh, and And to be fair, um, you know, it's, there's not many out there. You know, set piece uh, scrum and uh, lineout experts and he was right there so I didn't have to look too far and then Brad Moore was on the current staff and I wanted a bit of continuity and he's a very astute man um, so it brings a lot to the um, on and off the field um, his background in uh, risk management and as, as a lawyer uh, is, is is incredible You know, like uh, the way his, he processes is a bit different to everyone else and he's always looking like good lawyers do um, the potential risk <laughs> so I ask lots of questions and I'm used to that now Uh, But the other thing, the second part to it is a management group uh, in general. uh, It's the biggest change in Crusader's history since 1996. So we had uh, a number of staff. I think it was six new staff in the background from manager, Mm S&C, S&C assistants. Um, Who else do we have? Uh, You know, general manager rugby, Angus Gardner uh, and um, PDM. So there's a big, there's a in a number of others. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a lot of change, and I know I'm was fortunate to uh, to come in with a real clear vision of what I, I would have liked, and I managed to have
0: completed that till till now. Well, let's talk about what you like because. we've followed your career and followed your teams and and one thing that is similar with every team you seem to be involved in is that everyone's having fun. There's a massive amount of energy and and that's not to say there's not similar energy in other teams but with you in particular I've never seen a kid uh, with a frown on his face when you walk past I've never seen you low on energy is that fundamentally what you're about as a coach the guy who's up all the time? Um... Yeah, I think
1: it's a little bit of my personality rubbing off. That's what the boys say. But I think it's really important, uh, and my dad gave me a bit of advice. He said um, when I first came down to Canterbury and the Crusaders was uh, be yourself, and, and I've continued to do that. Um, but and also and making sure other people do the same. Uh, look, I... I, I I'm not big on fair ruling. I want to make sure that uh, we enjoy it and we have fun and and people come, want to come to work to engage, to be better. Um, you know, so that's through a lot of things. I always theme my campaigns. Uh, always make sure we connect as a group every day in a different way. Um, these are part of the day that's just dedicated not to rugby. It's about having fun and, and we have mini-group challenges. We have... Um, sing offs, we have, you know, food challenges. Look it's endless how you can have fun, but the boys want to come along and make sure that uh that it, um there's something today that's gonna they're gonna connect with. Um the other thing is we're really big on families being involved um and understanding what we do, how we do it, when we do it and and what we're about. So uh the integration of the player if if you're playing for us, your your family's with us as well. Mm. Um and that includes um the kids Um, and I promise I've known all their names um, and making sure they come in and we have inductions of players and we also have inductions of partners and families into our group so uh, when they go home they understand um, what we're going through Uh, and I think um, all those things and a lot of the combinations uh, end up uh, creating an atmosphere and culture that people want to be a part of.
0: We go back a fair way since you finished your playing career and, and did some work uh, with us at Sky and I think I always said to you then you're like Peter Pan and uh, and nothing's really changed. Do, do you think one of the strengths that you have, because I certainly do as an outsider looking at your team and, and, and watching your career blossom, but that people underestimate you? You're the, you look like the surfy boy from Mount Maunganui. You talk in a very distinct way. You have a very distinct manner, which is probably not as conservative as a lot of coaches. Yeah. Do, do you think that people look at you sometimes and they just underestimate how clever you are as a coach?
1: Oh, look, honestly, th- people have just started saying that to me recently. I think, uh, obviously, the, the, the super role is a lot more public and there's a little bit more... About me as a person, so people sort of start to question it now. Look, and you know, I'm starting to question people asking me that question. I, I, I and mean, I say that honestly, I start to think. Um, hence, I say, you know, about you know, my philosophy is just be myself, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and people trust me and, wa- and want <clears throat> to, you know, end up wanting to play. Yeah. Um, you know, like not many players have left. And since I've contracted them, that makes me really proud. It's a good sign. Mm. Uh, But do people underestimate me? Maybe
0: not now. I wouldn't think so. We spoke after the game last Saturday, after the the Hurricanes game, and we were standing uh, outside your shed there. And Mm. we talked about a couple of guys in particular, and the the, the names that kept coming up were the young guys, uh, the likes of George Bridge, uh, Quentin Strange, Jack Goodhue. Mm. Uh, I would put it to you that over a long period of time, the Crusaders have had some very tall trees, and tall trees cast very big shadows. Uh, you seem to have uh, kept a lot of the veterans, but made sure that the canopy is clear and that these guys have room to grow. Uh, I think, uh, would I be on pretty safe ground if I said that's been a driver of yours from day one? Oh, look, great a metaphor. The metaphor an analogy? Well, you can have it. Yeah, both of them. are outstanding.
1: <laughs> uh, oh... oh it's, two, it's twofold how that's happened like through injuries guys have had opportunities and performed uh, and then you know just the structure and how it's worked out with our, our coaching group and in, in the handover from um, yeah, last year to this year the way it's worked out um, a lot of the '20s boys that I, I coached have come through mm. and performed. So all the guys you mentioned, even a David Harvey, was in the, in the '20s. So I had a current connection with them and, and a lot of trust. So through circumstances, they've um, had opportunity to come through. And I, I'm—I don't often uh, get grumpy, but. And quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get fifteen percent off your Burrow purchase at burrow dot com slash acast, and up to twenty five percent off outdoor. That's up to twenty five percent off outdoor furniture at burrow dot com slash acast. I suppose that's right, Tim. I don't often get. Um uh, yeah, grumpy's a word. Grumpy around things unless people are preparing the best they possibly can and helping them make prepare the best they can. And I think I'm and, and, and something I'm really proud of is this Crusaders that guys that have worn the jersey before prepare the next guy as if um, they were in that jersey as well. And the handing down of the knowledge, uh, the the information, um, the tip bits, and how much they care makes me really proud. These guys uh, take it as old and
0: a a real honour to hand down that information. But, but also, that you, you've got to earn that jersey. Uh, yeah. One of the one of the things about this team that, that I think has sustained its success over a long period of time is that uh, the Corey Flynn was never going to give his jersey to a Ben Fennell. Ben yeah. Fennell had to earn that jersey and a White Crockett was never going to give his jersey to a Joe Moody. So, while they all get on, uh, there's always that concept of earning that start, earning your, your time in the jumper. Yeah, but and giving them every chance to succeed when you
1: get that opportunity to go out there, so you're not um, setting them up uh, to, to fail in any way. It's to set them up to, p- to prepare and and look. We train, we train hard. I'm really clear in my weeks, how my week structure is, uh, my delivery. Um, i got a lot better personally as um, and how I explain things and and teach. Uh, and that's one of my biggest work on my in my area. I'm a creative guy, so I get a few ideas in my head and. Uh, How to get that across to a has been a big thing for me. Uh, Now I've um, got better. Um, I think that helps the group. Uh, But I've also put a lot of work into the leadership. And um, obviously Sam Whitelock's been incredible for us and a lot of the other leaders as well. But making sure that I've got a a, a good relationship with them so they
0: drive it uh, internally. Was it intentional uh, to look at someone like Sam Whitelock uh, someone who, uh, I'm not saying this would happen, but would be at risk of saying it's more important to me to be playing for the All Blacks than it is for the Crusaders. To, to give someone the leadership role that you have like that in this team, does that give you some assurance that he is going to put this team first always? Oh, really clearly to me that's why we made him the, the captain. And like his other couple of brothers were, that
1: I've had as, as captains, uh, Look, I know the white lock way um, had a lot of success with them mm-hmm. and uh, I was really clear that uh, you know our relationship um, it was really important and then like uh, he jumped at it so that was the first thing it was really important and he he's a really proud crusader firstly and an extremely proud all back as well mm-hmm. so whatever campaign it he he he'll, um, he'll, 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 he'll deliver uh, and, and it's a different voice. Rito's been superb off the field. Um, uh, the balance of, of our leadership as group is, is right. Uh, yeah, and, and we can be better in a lot of ways, and then they continue to keep pushing themselves. So, it's superb.
0: Do you, do you find that the reaction to this team has changed in any way over the years, or is it always just business as usual with the Crusaders the boys will play a certain way they'll uh, carry themselves in a certain fashion and the fans will support them in a certain way
1: oh look there's a Crusader values that have been there forever um, I think I remember in 96 I was, I was an original Crusader and we came last and I remember all the things that went wrong and I was fortunate to be very successful after that and being everything um, it was re- right, you know, going three and zero. So those things have stood the test of time, which um, I'm really proud of. Uh, but I think it's really important when you come into a, a, as a coach or a new environment, you add what you're about and keep what, what's good. And um, I think one thing is the people like, with the Crusaders have always identified us as good men, and, and, and people are going to work really hard and and care and. Uh, you know, filling a stadium, filling the stadium is there's no better way to to realise that they 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 know we care because they're, they're paying, they right. come along and they want to watch us play, and, and it means that they care as well.
0: You're a lot of fun to be around. Yeah. Uh, you're known for your break dancing uh, after victories and planting flags in the middle of someone else's field, and you and know. and all of those things that have gone along with your with your career, but. Underneath all of that, underneath the jocularity and the laughs and, and, yeah. and, and the up and the energy, uh, talking to your boys, um, as you do sometimes behind your back race, uh, they say you're brutally honest with them. Yeah. Is that important to you as well, to balance that up? If a guy is not bringing the energy, if a guy is not working hard enough, you've got to tell him.
1: Oh, the, um there's different forms of honesty, you know, and different. Oh, there are. This is good to know. And there's different <laughs> forms of truth, you know. Uh, and you've got to. I think you've got to know your player to just to talk about the different forms of honesty and what they need to hear at that period of time. And I think I'm something that's something I'm really good at. Uh, but I'm doing it for them to be better. So I tell them I love them, and then tell them that they need to be better at this. <laughs> and I think they get it and they're clear and they like that. They don't They, don't want, they don't want to be um, dropped or second secondhand or
0: um, it's just not clear to them. So. But, but it gives you freedom as well, doesn't it? You, you can go on the media and, and you can say, we didn't front here, we played badly here, knowing full well that you're also going to tell the player that or you already have. So there, there's absolutely no double standard on your part.
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, it, and, and like this, what I, I stand up and always say to my group, um, and there's no these if you've got an issue, you got to whinge up. So no whinging down. Um, if there's an issue, it's my problem as a leader. I, I solve issues because it becomes the more, it becomes my problem and I can get a solution for it. And no whinging down because if you whinge down, it ends up being a, a spiral effect. If you've got an issue come to someone above you if it's your captain or you um, are confident and then they, and they end up coming to me I can help them mm. but if you don't tell me I can't help and that's when um, you know you get to an environment where people don't have that trust so if people are telling you that I mean, they true,
0: there's a lot of trust <laughs> which is great yeah, there is a lot of trust. So I think it's a word that that really suits you as a coach and, and certainly the team at the moment because, uh, as we mentioned at the start of the podcast today, uh, through injury or otherwise, guys have been given a chance. And and Wyatt Crockett on 100,000 games uh, yeah. for the Crusaders, he's quite happy to see a David Harvey, a George Bridge, a Quentin Strange. Whoever's out there, he's loving what they're doing. I mean, that to me is the ultimate in trust when a guy who's been around 12 years backs a guy who's been around one to go out there and do the job yeah uh, and the integration of it uh, and it's something that's been handed down it's sort of like that family
1: the old, old man on the rocking chair telling all the stories about <laughs> uh, you know how life and how this works around here and come on son this is it this is how it's done and mm. and it's probably the perfect person to do it is Wyatt Crockett uh, but they're proud because that guy uh, has done well, like I said earlier on, prepared him to, pe- um, to perform and, mm. a- and, and play well. And then that's an environment um, that you're proud of and people
0: see. Finally, and uh, I want to take you to a parallel universe, yeah. one in which um, you're 0-11 yeah. at this stage of the season, uh, okay. which would be a very different mindset. Yeah. How would you cope as a coach, and especially as a young coach in his first year, if you're at a very different point at the same time of the season?
1: Wow, wow, this is real deep. That is deep, sorry. Yeah, there's mate. a different parallel, a different universe. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Uh, at the start of the year, we, we sat down as coaches and we shared how we deal with pressure, what's our type. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I still really, really put an emphasis on trusting people so I don't become all encompassing and take over and become the um, the dictator. It's not my style. I can at times when things need to be done, I will, there's no doubt about that. Mm. Uh, but I'd still like to think all my players, if it wasn't that. I would still say I'm honest. I'm still saying oh, you're coming in, we're having fun. Because if they don't want, if they don't want to come in and they don't want to have fun and they're not enjoying it, um, we're not going to play well anyway. So I'd try and um, get back to what I know. Look, one fortunate thing, I've, I've been on a lot of teams that have had a lot of success, so I understand what it feels like. So oh, mate, I wouldn't be
0: leaving an OTA, O and 11 for a starter. I um, see. I thought you were going to say that because you're of a certain type of mind. You, yeah. you would refuse to nah. be there. You, you just yeah. you, you wouldn't <laughs> let yourself be there. No, nah, not at all. Um, Geraldine, a lot, a lot to
1: get wrong. Probably heaps of stuff that was out of your control. And then if it was out of your control, you just put it in context and try and move on and um, create an next opportunity for yourself to, to, to move forward as a group.
0: Um, yeah. What's most important to you? Wins? Or being liked?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Like, you mean liked as a person by people? Um, look, I've never really thought about it that way. I, I, I prepare, I pretend to perform. Um, if people like me doing it, great. <laughs> if they don't, um, it's, it's them, not me. I don't know if that answers your question, but. Um, could I be like them
0: one I think you're succeeding in both those yeah. things at the moment. Scotty Robertson, coach of the Crusaders, thanks for joining us on the Rugby Pass podcast. Don't forget uh, all the coverage, all the action, all the sports, all the rugby you can handle on rugbypass.com. Catch you next week.